Is this thing on? Oh my gosh, it is. We are back, folks. Welcome to the D3 Golf Guys podcast. Unbelievable. You know, during the last episode, a long time ago, we thought, oh, we're going to be in quarantine for like a month, maybe two. It's been a year. But finally, welcome back. Really looking forward to today's podcast. We're going to break down the top 25 rankings just produced by the Golf Coaches Association of America, have a little bit of a look ahead, and try to give you a sense of what, where we're headed in the future. But uh, just to introduce myself again, my name is Mike Deckert. I'm a former D3 golfer, former D3 golf coach, and lover of the game of golf. I started this podcast because... I always thought that the Division Three golf was some of the best golf being played in the country and it wasn't getting enough love. So my goal, to bring a little bit more love to the game of Division Three golf. So with that, let's get straight into the most recent rankings by the Golf Coaches Association of America. Gotta tell you, loving what I'm seeing. So you got some new names in there and we got some old tried and true big time programs in the Division Three level. We're going to work our way backwards, starting with the, the, the bottom five, working up to the top five. So, let's start with number 21, Calvin. New to the rankings, been around before, like to see them come up and, and, and stick around a little bit this year. Number 22 in those rankings, Washington and Lee, a team we see on a regular basis. They were previously ranked about 18th, falling down here to 22. Again, we're going to have to dive into a little bit more of who's left, who's come back, who's got incoming freshmen that are highly touted. Um, we'll get into more of that in the top five, um, but we'll keep kind of going through that throughout the year. Number 23, East Texas Baptist, also newly ranked. Um, number 24, Nebraska Wesleyan. I have a little small spot for Nebraska Wesleyan. They hosted Nationals one year. We got to go out and play uh, Gear Dunn's golf course, Firethorn, which was an absolute blast and uh, a really tough test, especially in the wind that day. And finally, rounding out the top 25, Trine University, also newly ranked. So again, we're seeing some teams we've seen before and some new teams, which is really great to see the growth of Division Three golf throughout the country. All right, let's go to the next batch of five. Number 16, Aurora University. Up a little bit from 20 previously in the rankings. So we're seeing some growth in the program. That's what we like to see. Uh, team from Ohio at 17, Wittenberg. Usually around. Uh, team who won a national championship, Wisconsin-Eau Claire. That, they're in the 18th range, previously 10th. And also, Oglethorpe University, also another national championship winner. They're here in that 10, in that 18 region as well. Now, rounding out that group of five is Southwestern Texas. A uh, good group out of the SCAC. They've had a good program. They're down from about 20th in the previous rankings. I'm not exactly sure when the previous rankings were done. Um, we're just going to kind of go through those and go give you what they have here. So again, here you go. You've got uh, multi multiple teams that have national championships in this in this group, as well as some other uh, perennial groups. So as we get up, you can start to see the pedigree going up and up and up. Really cool to, to watch. All right, let's go to the, the groups in that next set of five. Three teams tied for 11th in the rankings. At the top of the list, Greensboro College. Now, not previously ranked, but those of us on the East Coast know that it doesn't take long for Greensboro to rebuild. Um, so very excited to see them kind of come back onto the scene 
really start to provide that, some of that uh, rivalry in that North Carolina region that we've seen before. Also tied for 11th, one of our West Coast guys. And, and anybody from this team, hit us up on Twitter. we got to find out what's going on in California. I know the restrictions for COVID are, are a little bit tight out there. Curious as to what you guys are seeing. But Claremont Mud Scripps, again, fabulous program, world-class. Super excited to see them uh, get out and compete. Another group who is a favorite of this pod and uh, one of our good Twitter followers, the guys at Gustavus Adolphus. Gustavus, previously ninth ranked here at this tight 11, really good spot to be in where you're not one of the top people that people are shooting for, but you're ready to go and, and fire out there. Another group out of Texas follows that tied for 14th, which is Harden Simmons. Really good team out there. Not previously ranked, but we've seen them around before in the top 25. Tied to a 14th with them is NYU, New York University, up in the Northeast. Uh, previously ranked 13th, so again, hanging in that middle of the pack, but we've seen NYU come on strong in the last couple years, so very excited to see kind of their year this year. All right, let's go into that top 10. Uh, we're going to go just outside the top five. Currently number six in the rankings and getting two votes for first place is Piedmont College out of Georgia. Very good up-and-coming program who's been coming on strong lately. Previously ranked 24. Uh, haven't had a chance to dig into uh, sort of their team structure, but I'm going to guess they got some guys coming back and maybe even picked up a few new ones. Uh, right after that, another permanent, uh, a perennial team that we see in the rankings, Hampton Sydney. Previously ranked 5, currently 7th out of that Virginia space. Good, solid program. A, a, really a Division three powerhouse when it comes to sports in general. Um, also, back to the Texas schools. Number eight, Mary Harden Baylor. Great program, another good Division three school for athletics. Not previously ranked, but we've seen them here before, and, and they've been known to, to come out of Texas without much fanfare and, and do very well. So very excited to see sort of how, what they do this spring. Uh, number nine, Guilford College. Again, going back to our friends in North Carolina, um, Guilford's won national championships you know, they, they're usually a program we, we see hanging around that top 10. Previously ranked number 11th, but I'm looking for Guilford to have a good, good, good year. And rounding out that top 10, St. Thomas, Minnesota. Again, uh, I'm not sure how all you guys up in Minnesota and Wisconsin do all this. I, I guess you just must travel really well. But, uh, you know, number 10, St. Thomas, Minnesota, previously ranked 6th. Again, a team we've seen in the top 25 on a regular basis. Another great program to do that. So with that, let's get to our top five. <clears throat> Coming in at number five, Methodist College. Guys, do I need to say anything more? I mean, let's talk about it. You got Coach Steve Conley bringing back another crew of guys. He's won 12 national championships, folks. Methodist can pretty much just write him into the top five every year. What's really great this year is Methodist returning four of their five starters that they had had at the Savannah Invitational last March before everything got shut down. And what I'm going to try to do as we break down the top five is I've got the results from that Savannah Invitational from last March. I'm going to try to basically consider that as last year when it comes to returners. Um, you know, to bear with me, there's probably some back and forth that, that we'll have in there, but we're going to do our best. Four of those five coming back, three seniors and one junior. Um, Bringing back Zane Brownrigg, senior, second team All-American last year, rock solid player. Looking forward to him having a great senior year. Uh, three other players coming back, Andre Chi, 
Jacob Lowe, Henry Angier. Uh, <clears throat> you know, but the, the thing with Methodist is they've always got four or five guys sitting at home that are probably a top 25 in the, in the country team by themselves. So they, it looks like they still have a bunch of talent that we could see. And I know they brought in a, a healthy group of freshmen. And they always seem to have one of those freshmen pop up into the rotation early, you know, early on in the season. With us starting in the spring season, it's going to be interesting to see the freshman impact across the entire country where you've got guys who have been in school for a half a semester but haven't really been playing you know, in competitive college golf. Now, I've seen a lot of good things about a lot of the amateur golf going on out there, and I think some of the freshmen are getting a lot of um, competitive play there. But as we all know, as Division Three golfers and Division III, lovers of Division Three golf, uh, team golf is somewhat slightly different than that uh, standalone amateur golf. All right, so that's Methodist College at number five. Number four, another name that is not unfamiliar, Carnegie Mellon, who also received one first-place vote. Um Carnegie Mellon returns a whole lot of talent. They actually won the Savannah tournament last year before everything got shut down. Uh, three seniors and a junior come back of their returning four of the five from that first place team. Now, Jason Lee, senior, Nicholas, finalist, first team, All-American. So need, need we say more? Now you know why these, these teams are starting to be ranked up in here. Um, also, also, Jason Folker, another senior, honorable mention All-American last year. Uh, they also have Jay Milch, who's a senior coming back. And then also, William Noth, Jr. By the way, William, thanks for being a follower. We appreciate your information. Not bad for a physics and mathematical sciences guy. Need that to say more, we're going to really be paying attention to that Savannah Invitational this year. We reached out to the Barry team, who's the host. Uh, looks like they're finalizing who's going to be there. We're going to be following that tournament very closely. And I know the Carnegie Mellon guys are going to be headed back to defend their title. So, uh, good luck, gentlemen. All right, coming in at number three in the rankings, Emory University out of Atlanta. They returned three guys from that third, th- third place finish in Savannah in 2020. One senior, two juniors. Unfortunately for the Emory Eagles, they lose one of their better players, Matt Organic. They return Max Schwartz, junior, second team All-American, Eric Yu, senior, who was an 18 to 19, uh, the 2018-2019 Nicholas finalist. They also have Logan Ryan as a junior who is second team All-American. So Emory's no slouch. They're coming in ready to go. Um, it'll be interesting to see sort of who takes the, the main lead in that one role and how they kind of filter out as they work through some of the new faces that we'll see out of the Emory Eagles. Now we get to number two and number one, which is no surprise because they were number two and they were number one in the last time we conducted a national championship. Number two coming in, Huntington. They finished second in 2019 in the NCAAs. They returned four guys from the team that finished second to Carnegie Mellon in 2020. Uh, though they lose Drew Mathers, who graduated, was a Jack Nicholas finalist, they, they bring back one junior and three sophomores. So they're young. They're very talented, as they proved last year at, at Savannah. So it'll be really interesting to watch how that team really comes together now that they're a year older coming into that space. Um, it'll also be interesting to watch a couple of their freshmen who have heard some good things about who have come into Huntington. Uh, but that's still a fairly young team that did really well last year in that in Savannah. And then finally, the reigning national champions from 2019, 
Illinois Wesleyan. Um, I don't think Illinois Wesleyan was at Savannah last year, so I didn't have a great data point for them most recently. But just off of their their last national championship run, they returned two players from that national championship team. They still have a good mix of youth and experience behind them. But while Brethrick senior Jack Nicholas finalist, first-team All-American, one of the top D3 players returning this year. So look for him to be one of the favorites in most of the tournaments that they show up to, as well as one of the people you should keep your eye on in the national rankings. They also bring back Andrew Abel, senior, second-team All-American. I'm going to apologize right now if I messed up any names. Um, if I did, send me a note, yell at me, send me a phonetic spelling, and I'll make sure to Maya culpa in the next episode. And also encourage your SIDs to put phonetic spellings in the uh, on the website. But that's the top 25 right now. We know it'll change going into the spring, but again, you know, it's a really compressed timeline. And I think as we kind of look forward, I think the net, the first big tournament that we see on the horizon here is the Savannah Invitational by Barry. Um, interesting is last year in 2020. Is my understanding was it was done in five sums. So similar to what we've seen in some other of the Division One tournaments, where all five guys from one team play together and and, and play out the holes that way. Um, my understanding is that's probably going to have to be more the case this year due to the COVID restrictions. Very excited to see the dynamics that that brings because I think playing in the five sum really helps drive drive some of that accountability. Within that aspect of team golf, that's very unique. So, really going to be paying attention to that and watching them. And I think it also will help. You know, I expect to see some of those blowups where you know a, a, a guy is struggling with his game. He's out on his own. And he's getting pummeled by two guys who are under par. That's lot. That's not going to happen as much with the fivesome. So, it's going to be an interesting dynamic. I think we're going to see a little bit better fifth scores this year with most of the tournaments being in those fivesomes. The other big tournament I'm, look, I'm looking at right now is the Jekyll Island tournament hosted by Oglethorpe as, late in a, in a few weeks after that in March. Um, should be really interesting to see both Savannah and Jekyll, who's there, how we're playing, how everybody's playing, and who they're bringing to those tournaments. So I think those are one of the things that we want to look at is, all right, we want to quickly, we're going to have to quickly identify what freshmen can play. Um, I know a lot of the teams in the north are just kind of just going to be getting their their season started practicing. Um, it's going to be really interesting with the te- amount of testing that's going on. Um, you know what, what I don't have is I don't have a great tournament schedule or any of those big kind of invitationals where we have a large collection of the top twenty five um, in the anywhere in the west coast or the or the central regions. Um, so anybody in the California, Texas, Upper Midwest, if you got a tournament that we need to be put onto, uh, let us know. We're constantly scouring golf stat to try to figure out where those are. But the last couple years, the Savannah tournament and the Jekyll Island tournament have really, I mean, I think we've, they've averaged to bring, bring in about 15 to 20 of the top, um, top schools. And I know we missed the Gordon this year. Um, so it'll be really interesting. Normally Ohio Wesleyan hosts the Gordon in the, in the, False semester, so it's going to be really interesting to see that. One of the things I'm looking forward to is really following along. Um, if, if we can get through some of the COVID stuff and we can get some of the things down, um, really like to make it out to a couple of the big tournaments. Um, I'm still affiliated with some Division Three programs and uh, may show up, 
Um, if you see us, we're going to put something out to, to help you hit us up on Twitter. Uh, hit us up on Twitter. We would love to increase our followers. Uh, it's at D3GolfGuys on Twitter. Um, we'll continue to produce, produce podcasts. Uh, we're trying to line up right now the interview with the Barry Coach to start talking about Savannah and what to expect there. Um, we're also working on some additional content. So, you know, send us your ideas. Uh, one of the things we're working on right now is, is we're kind of working on some logos. Uh, so follow along on Twitter. Uh, participate. We actually uh, asked people to help us come up with some slogans. Um, we don't want just one. We're probably going to mix it up with, with several. And as we do that, we're going to start creating some T-shirts. And uh, love to send everybody a T-shirt um, who can help us come up with that. So um, keep, keep your eye out for that. Also, uh, spread the word. Uh, tell your friends. You know, let, let's let's create this as a big community. Celebrate Division Three golf. Um, so again, really excited. Looking forward to the spring. Could not be more excited. The other piece that we're going to do is um, hit us up on Twitter if any of you Division Three golf guys want to do sort of a what's in your bag. Uh, we want to set up some interviews and do some things to where. Uh, we can kind of just talk through what's in your bag, uh, introduce introduce yourself to the to our audience, and really just kind of bring a light to some of the personalities and talented young people that play Division Three golf. So, again, so happy that golf is back. Cannot wait to really dig in in more detail and dig into the stats and the tournaments and the results. Um, so, stay close to your Twitter handles. Participate. And we'll keep delivering some podcasts and we'll start making more and more content for you. Uh, With that, again, my name is Mike Deckert from D3 Golf Guys. Good night.